Welcome, everybody, to another episode of 21 Going On 77. It's your boy Dwight at 5172214. Join again as I am every week with the young prodigy brains behind the operation. Young SJ at SJ Basketball 8. SJ, how you feeling on this beautiful, beautiful, kind of hot June afternoon? It is pretty hot. Yes. No, I'm I'm pretty tired. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm doing okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I'm doing great. Um I can't complain. My kids are out of school and I'm about to drop them off at my mom. So I low key feel like celebrating. Um let's see. The NBA finals, I think last time we recorded. I think it was the day before game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. I think we thought the Celtics would do it, um, but they didn't. They kind of folded up. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I didn't even watch the whole game. So Miami ended up getting them up out of there. Um, Caleb Martin ended up coming alive. Jimmy showed up again, and they got him out of there, and Boston just – Boston just didn't show up, man. Derek White seemed like he's the only one that really wanted to play. Um, SJ, what was your thoughts on that game seven? I mean, it was what was shocking to me is how, you know, the Heat won. Like, I would have expected, you know, how last year it was like literally down to the last shot um, kind of thing where um, Jimmy missed, you know, the Celtics won. Whereas Jimmy, if he made that shot, this, you know, this whole season, this whole year, or even last year, it would have been a whole different you know, conversation. So I think um, the fact that we saw that he, you know, like Jimmy said, be back in this situation, it's kind of crazy. I'm sorry. Things like that are, that are kind of crazy, especially given the Heat situation this year, being the eighth seed, but still ending up in a similar situation in a game seven. But this year, they just ran away with it. And I think, yeah, the after, I mean, Jalen Brown. <laughs> Jalen Brown is catching a lot of slander right now from um, pretty much everybody right now. And, I mean, it's just like in the day if you play bad, you know, this is what's going to happen. People are going to make jokes. You know, it's just jokes. People under, still understand how good he is. It's just that he definitely had a bad stretch where his, some of his, like, weaknesses were exposed. So I think in that instance, we will see who – Jalen is in the sense that is he going to um you know come out and fix those weaknesses next season or is it still gonna be like um like what we've seen where you literally cannot dribble and you know I, I know some people are saying you know he cut his hand and that is true and all that but still there's evidence even before that he hurt his hand that going left is an issue for him so I think um yeah, we'll see what he does. I mean, I think he resigned. Like, people are talking about him being on. I don't see him going any. I think he's going to resign. I, I think it's going to be the Rudy Gobert thing where um, maybe he'll even get a little less than that because Rudy didn't get his full Supermax. He got a little less than it. It's still a Supermax contract, but Rudy didn't get the full amount he was entitled to. When people are throwing out the amounts out there, they're throwing out, like, the full amount that Jalen's entitled to. And I don't think he'll get all that. But, you know, they'll come to some agreement, I feel like, because 
at as Boston, why will, like all the packages you're seeing, it's either you're not getting better, <laughs> like really, except for like, mm, I don't even want to touch on that. But I, for now, I'll say you're not really getting better. It's lateral or best, or you're taking a step back at least for a little bit. So why would you do that? So you bring him back, you know, tell him to improve, hope he improves, all that. Um, and as a front office, you know, you continue to make yourself better. You know, they didn't stop after Brogdon, and you know it didn't work out. So I don't expect them to just stay pat, especially when you have paint, the Peyton Pritchers of the world talking about they want to be traded. So, you know, I don't think they're going to stay pat. Um, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're not going to move Jalen, I don't think. Unless he says, I don't want to be here, I don't think they're going to. I don't think that's going to happen. So we'll see. It's really up to him, honestly. In my opinion, actually, like, you know, in my opinion. So, yeah, we'll see what, you know, Boston does. But from a Miami standpoint, um, I mean, game one, just, we just saw game one. What do you think about game one? Uh, it was about what I expected. Um, the Miami Heat have shame, so they're not just going to get packed up. But, hey, man, at some point, them dudes just better than you. You just... Just it is what it is. I I don't think it's gonna be a quick series. I don't. I think it's gonna go six seven. But I, I think Denver's gonna win. Um, it, it's weird because I feel like Miami has been at a physical disadvantage almost like all night. I mean, I won't say all night. I will say all playoffs in certain matchups. But it's extreme this go around. Like. Everyone's bigger than everyone Denver has is bigger than their counterpart uh, on the on the Heat. Like across the board, I think pretty much across the starting five. And it I is think, across the starting five. Yeah. yeah, and I just think like that shit kind of matters because it ain't like they quick and fat. It ain't like Miami Heat is full of great athletes. The biggest, I guess, athleticism mismatch is probably what. Uh, Bam against Bam Yeah, and that's why Bam is going. Bam is going to eat. We can yeah. talk like Bam is doing what he's supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? It's just that the yeah. rest are like, and even though Bam Bam is definitely one of those who's overmatched. You know, I won't say he's you know perfect in this, but his teammates they're just. And if Jimmy's not is going to act like a role player, I feel like like that's one thing I'm not liking about Jimmy as as great as he's been on this run. And yes, you want your, you know, teammates to shine and all that. You can't leave them, you know, out to dry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It feels that's how it feels sometimes when he's playing. It's like, ooh, he starts breaking a couple shots, and he like shrinks, starts like overpassing and throwing the ball to people when they're not even, you know, expecting, you know, the ball and having role players trying to create out of like that. To me, you have to know time and place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think if it's, especially if it's not working, you as the leader of the team, I think you have to, you probably, he's probably chatting it up, chatting it up in the huddle. You know what I'm saying? But you have to bring that onto the court. Um. So, I mean, and some days if you don't got it, you don't got it. But he's not even taking the shots is my problem. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's not getting downhill. Like that's, that's what I'm. You know, he's just being a ball mover. That's what I'm saying. He's just moving the ball, and that's fine. You know, like generally, but we're in the NBA Finals. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it ain't ball. like it ain't, to... Bam was going off, but it ain't like 
Kayla Martin or any of the others were like exactly they actually needed you to yeah superstars they, have they, to plug holes however yeah. they see fit right yeah. it was like and Joker's the perfect example of this right what I can appreciate like everyone's talking about the Joker performance like he you know deserves all of it but what I can truly appreciate about that performance is the fact that he just knew exactly what his team needed at all times like in the first quarter he knew just based on the way Miami was playing that he did not need to be a scorer. He knew that. They they saw that Aaron Gordon mismatch. They said, okay, we are going to attack that until Miami. You do something different. Miami started to, like, stop switching um, those actions. Jamal got hot. And that's another thing. If Jamal's hot, I feel like they're just, you know, unbeatable. But he's just running the two-man. And then he's running the two-man game with Murray. And Murray's getting hot off it. He's just passing nothing like he's accepting the ball, and then Miami was like doubling him off the catch, um, which I didn't understand because like he moves the ball so quickly is is what is so um fascinating about it because he's not holding on to it, and like once guys get doubled and they hold the ball, it allows the defense behind them to kind of um understand the like understand how to get to the rotations quickly. So I feel like Joker doesn't allow them to do that. You know, he gets the ball, they double, he immediately gets it out of his hands to that guy who's open right in his shooting pocket to, you know, knock it down. And they have such great shooters. So I think he was doing that early. And then later in the ball game, you know, towards the end, like you said, Miami Heat, they got shame. They do. They're going to make their run, Um, you know, which I can appreciate. It makes for a good, you know, I know people are complaining about the game. And yes, it was mainly a blowout, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed I it too. It was, and I'm I, I'm also not gonna be one of those who says, oh, if you don't enjoy this, you don't like basketball. I'm not gonna do all that. I'm not gonna do all that. Um, but I'm just saying, I personally enjoyed it. I did. Yeah, I so, did too. Uh, it was a great performance from the, the like. I get it if you want to see a competitive game. If you didn't enjoy it from that standpoint, fine. But the fact that I got Denver put up a hell of a performance for like a finals debut. Like everyone, like they didn't play perfect. But we just saw a fat-ass triple-double from Jokic. Murray put up a good, you know, he put up, what, a double-double? He had, like, what, 25 and, like, 10 or something like that, or 11 or whatever? Yeah, like so. he he had a really good game, too. Like, we watched a good performance, so, I yeah, I enjoyed it. The, um, the, the Nuggets just play a really entertaining brand of basketball. Like, yeah. I just enjoy watching them play basketball. I do. I like, do. It, I it's do. just enjoyable. It ain't even... It ain't even about talent. It's the way they play. Like it's it's they share the ball. They run. There's no mm-hmm. ball pounding. Um, I, I do think some people like watching individual players like cook a defense. Some that's some people's cup of tea. I get it. You know, uh, ironically enough, I think we got two of the best. Luke and Kyrie are literally two of the best players in the in the world to do that, but. Yeah, give me some, give me some movement. Give me some action. Give me some, just running. Give me free flowing. Like I was just about to say it's like free flowing. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like free flowing. Like it's just, it looks great. It's easy on the eyes. That's that's the yeah. best way I can describe it. It's so easy on the eyes. But um, yeah, that's the point that Jokic is the one that makes it go too. Like without him. That offense doesn't look so great sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, especially if you're putting a lot of pressure on their, on like a Jamal Murray or like an MPJ. Like, they can't handle being like, they're truly like, 
Like Jokic can stand on his own. Obviously, he's a super. He's a you know just crazy star. But um, I feel like the other you know the other guys it's more about the sum of their parts. And I think um, yeah, Jokic just knows what they need. Like late in that game when Miami went on that run, like he said, okay. I'm going to dead this. And then he started asserting himself. Like saying, okay, just relax. I haven't been turning it on, but, you know, just remember I can do this. And then he was doing what he did. Efficient, like 8 for 12. 27 points. Like, that's that's crazy. He's not, and that's the thing. He's like, he's barely taking shots. And he's just facilitating, orchestrating everything on off the ball. And... When he does shoot, he's not missing anything. He's like barely missing anything. That's that's insane when you think about it. Like as an offensive talent, yeah, that's really insane. Like where I think we're taking the efficiency for granted. Like as we're talking about it, yes, but we are like fully not appreciating it. I like, don't he, think so. I think, I, I think the thing with uh, I, I just meant on this run right now. I should say, um, like it's just so crazy what we're watching actually. Yeah, I. I, I... I think with Denver, I think they're going to win the championship and we're going to look back on this and we'll be like, I, I won't only say we, I'll just say a lot of people didn't realize how good they were. It was all right in front of everybody's face. And I'm one of, I'm, this is myself included. And it was all right here. I just, be honest, man, I never trusted Michael Porter Jr.'s back. And I also didn't trust him. I didn't trust him, too. He was one of my Denver concerns. It wasn't just all Jokic. When I said yeah. I Denver had to show me, it wasn't just Jokic. It wasn't like, oh, Jokic has to show me. No. It was Michael Porter Jr. was one of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was uh, It was Michael Porter Jr. And it was... Um, um, for me, it was Michael Porter Jr. And just his back and like willingness to play defense. And, he ended up doing it, so I can't even hate. I can't even be mad. He's playing the defense that the team needs, that weak side. Like, rim protection, like, he's that wing. You can put him on wings, you know, to, like, he's doing what the team, like, it's crazy. It's actually insane, like, what he's, I can, I have to give him the credit, because I was one of, uh, I was a big critic of him. Yeah. Um, with you know how he was and him, him even being vocal about how you know how he feels, what he is, all that. Now yeah. you don't like when guys do that, especially unproven. Because I'm like, you think you want a level of? And the way he was talking, he was like, yeah, we gotta stop playing that Jamal Jokic shit. Like the way he was, I'm yeah, like, um, yeah, hello, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you can't come in here. Like I don't care what recruit you thought you was, <laughs> whatever in high school. You're not. That team has been building their chemistry for that long, and they weren't gonna have it either. Like it wasn't just they didn't let it. And that's the thing I appreciate about the Nuggets. At the same time that they didn't like cast them out, um, they didn't let it. Like overtake anything though, they just had him fall in line. <laughs> That's really what happened. He fell well, in line. I also think like his back going out another time and him basically missing a season. I think he like, look, man, I don't even know if I got the physical facilities to be what I think I could be. So let mm-hmm. me just let me just buy in and do what they asked me to do. And if my back holds up, I'll. I'll because he's young enough to where they can win a chip and he can go somewhere else. You know? And he's got the max. It's not like they are, um, 
play, you know, not treating him. him. The yeah, they play, they give him the max. They gave him the max. There's injury predictions, of course. Like he can agree to that too. But like, yeah, they gave him the max. So yeah, like, but, I don't but, think... and, and, and even with them injury protections, like he would basically have to retire. They're not real. Exactly. They didn't try to exactly. They didn't try to fuck him over. So yeah. I think yeah, they they it's a good part. Like they it was. I think it goes both ways where. You know, they gave him the money. They said, hey, we still believe in your talent. We're going to pay you. Like, it was like there's nothing. And he said, all right, bet. I'm going to do what you need me to do. So I think, um, and again, people were talking about his contract like it was some albatross, I feel like, early in the season, especially when he wasn't like, anything. he had a good season. It wasn't a crazy season. It was like a season where you really forgot. <laughs> like, if you weren't really paying attention closely. Um, wasn't too great, but wasn't, like, bad or anything like that. Um, so people were talking about his contract like it was some, because he was making the max, like it was some albatross. But at the end of the day, if they're winning championships and he's play, he's giving them that type of production, like, if he's contributing like that and they're winning, like, if they win this one and they go on to win even another one, even just even if it's just one more, still, two championships? Like, some teams don't even get one. No. So, like, if they're getting two championships out of that, they're, listen, Denver ownership, <laughs> they're, they're happy <laughs> the front of his office they're happy so oh, yeah. there's no even bother we you know there's no point in talking about his contract at that point yeah um I, i'll be honest i was one of the people i thought that was the worst when before the season started given his back issues and like if you read his own comments about his back issues like basically <laughs> doctors are like man you know, we ain't making you no promises. You sh you might be able to play. You might be able to not. And then I think the finally the Nuggets doctors like, yeah, you can play, and we'll just see how it goes. So, like, he's his back still can go at any point in time. So, I, I it, but it don't matter. Like, even if it's dead money, if his back goes, I don't know, the final seconds of the championship of the game clinching the game where they clinch the ring like it don't matter a championship is worth everything so shout out to him shout out to them for sticking it in there with him because they could have just been like oh we gotta get rid of him before he gets injured again or something to that effect but they were patient they just hell he was injured when he missed this whole rookie season they just could have not paid him or traded him because they were worried about what before they had to pay him like like hell like the Knicks did with tall man and going to use that to segue so this is something I, I brought up in the group chat earlier this is something me and you text about this is something I've been thinking about because I've been seeing a lot of uh the Denver front office is like so much better than the Mavs and they are like I'm there's just no two if and or buts about it. But I don't think anybody really, really thought that way when they gave Michael Porter Jr. all that money. And the reason why I feel this way is because I feel like most of the fan base, myself, probably you included, we were happy to get Tall Man off the roster. But it was, call me crazy, but it was the exact same situation as the Michael Porter Jr. thing. They even, they literally have the same contract. He was a third option. They had two other Max dudes. But we were so quick to, like, run. It, it, like, it, see, it feels like 
everybody, the front office, the fan base was so happy to get him off the roster. And I'm like, Tom man, don't stink. Everyone was waiting for this other big injury to happen. And it hasn't happened yet. He played more games than Luca. He's moving better. And like he was, he long term had a better health prognosis than Michael Porter Jr. But the Nuggets were patient and now they're about to win a championship. And I feel like no fan, I don't feel like Mavs fans would ever be that patient with Michael Porter Jr. And I think Christoph Przingis is an example of that. Now, independent of health or whatever, this is a this is a question I want to or a discussion I f- want to fully flesh out with you. Um, tall man on the Washington Wizards. I'm gonna quit calling him tall man. He's earned his government name. The name his mama called him. Kristaps Porzingis was third on the Washington Wizards in points. No, actually he was second in points, but he was third in uh, shots. I think he was third in usage. Do you and you know he was by all the nerd stats he was an elite rim protector. Call me crazy, those are things that I think we could have used here in Dallas. You know he moved better, he played more games than Luca. Do you think Kristaps Porzingis would have ever accepted being a third option in the you know on here in Dallas? In Dallas, no. No, because he was brought in to be that guy. At that point, his reputation was to be that guy. And at that point where where we were with the Mavericks, we didn't have the assets um, to get a second guy. Like a second, that's the thing. Like Michael Porter Jr. at, at no point was I mean, ever we, a... We, we, we didn't have that. We had him. But anyway, move. I'm sorry. No, but I'm saying like, well... Even though they played together, all three of them, we just didn't realize it. I I know you're talking about Brunson, right? Yeah. Um, and yes, yes, sure, yes, but that's a whole different conversation that I'm not sure we can have right now. Um, like completely different in the sense that um, yeah, that was just a that just happened in. I feel like that's yes, you're correct, but at the same time, it's still different because at the same like. Like, I just think the ego of it, and I'm not even talking about anybody's ego in, like, particular, but just the ego of the situation. Like I said, he was brought in to be that second guy. At no point um, Michael Port- was Michael Porter Jr. ever, like, a first or second option on the Denver Nuggets. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know- he actually, you know, with him missing, you know, his whole of his first season, like, and at that point, like, yes, he had a reputation, but the reputation was in high school. You know what I mean? Like he was in the league at that point. That didn't hold no weight to anybody, at least anybody in the Denver locker room or Michael Malone. And Michael Malone treated him as such. Minutes were, you know, he was getting minutes yet, like any young player. You know what I'm saying? He got treated like any young. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just think it's a dis- different situation in that sense where, yeah, they drafted him. They're gonna wait on him, especially given that they. It's clear cut what they're his like their expectations of him is which is to be like a you know third score if needed or even a second some nights or even the first some nights um but mainly hit shots um you have to guard you know everybody got a guard you got a guard 
um and yeah um and you know he's trying to move the ball now but even before that he wasn't a ball mover he was putting his shots up getting his shots up and they were fine with it you know what i'm saying they were fine with it but in porzingis's case it was a lot different in the sense that what he wanted to do um right um they weren't interested in really letting him do um because they thought that you know not conducive to really winning and you know other people didn't want to play that way so it was like like as much as he had you know third he was third in usage and all that third in shots on the wizards um if you ask him he's having he's having a better time in washington in the sense that he's he plays with more freedom in washington like he gets the opportunity and you said something about the rim protection you know what's funny i feel like his defense definitely would have been better if I think the cutting back his use or not really cutting back, but you know what I'm mean? saying, like cutting back the usage, um, is probably leading to him being better on defense. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying too, and probably keeping him healthier too. Um, that he's not tasked with doing so much. But I think with the issues with him and Luca, I just think that's that's part of the reason why everyone was so happy to get him out. It was clear as day. It was not a you know you can't send me. You're not gonna have anything as a team if you're if some of your best players are not like meshing on off or off the court. So I think yeah. But, but do, was it, what was KP wrong about though? I'm not saying he was wrong about anything. I'm just yeah. saying that that's what the situation was. So in I feel like that question is just best asking like if we remember the situation as like a different reality you know what i'm saying the reality of it was like as much as in hindsight like as we get further down the road we can say mm, maybe that trade wasn't as a home run as you know people might have classified it as um at the same time it needed a trade something needed to happen where i i won't say a trade but something needed to happen if it was they had to sit down and really just cleared everything up, created a plan with Porzingis. I don't know. Talked about what else they could do, who else they could. I don't know if that was a, you know, situation they could have done. I don't know. Like I said, but the decision was clearly to move on from him, especially given the contract situation where it was like he, the, you know, was aiming to get paid. He already got the max. That's the thing. This is Michael's first max, you know, too. Like Porzingis already got his max. They already did this with him. At the end of the day, like I feel like they did this with him. Now that I'm thinking about it, they did this with him. Like I, I don't think it's fair to say we didn't wait on him. They kind of did. They gave him the max off that ACL tier. They let him do his thing, even in the first year. They let him do his thing. So they kind of did, honestly. They kind of did. But it's just that we got to the point where it was like, okay, can you do it again? <laughs> you know. And um, the answer was no. Um, the answer was no. So yeah. Now that now that we talked this out, I've come to the conclusion that um yeah no, yeah no, it wasn't gonna work. Like no matter how you spin it or try to think about it, um, they came to the decision that it wasn't gonna work for whatever reason. And yeah, there we have it. So but then again, like you said, the real second option they fumbled that later on, and they could have survived even with that um. You know, trading up Porzingis for what they traded him for, but you know now it's looking worse. I feel like you know when you lose Brunson, now it, it looks even worse. Well, yeah, because my thing is like, if you really wanted Spencer Dinwiddie that bad, you could have sent them anything. They they just wanted him off the roster. Exactly. Like dead ass, and it's just like, what I do? I want Davis Bertans making seventeen million 
on the cap or would I take Kristaps Porzingis making 30 yeah I, I'd probably take you probably could have sent them Tim you literally could have sent them anything they just wanted Spencer off the team literally. I think they could have sent them him I think they could have sent them Tim yeah they could have sent any anybody that wanted Spencer Dinwiddie could have had him for equal salary oh, actually maybe not Tim I think Tim was hurt honest. wasn't Tim hurt yeah, Tim was hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, not Tim. Never mind that. But not. even even if one Tim, yeah. they could have sent just whatever. They could have sent them boys whatever, and I think they could have got Spencer Dinwiddie. And I just the reason why it's bothering me is like, damn, if you just let Tall Man, if you can build like they got three max dudes, they got two max dudes next to Joker. And it's Joker's the core. They both had a core. I know, That's, but I'm they just did saying. It correctly. Every, yeah, yeah. It's every, funny to hear you complain. Yeah, the Mavs fumbled. They didn't do it. Yeah, and my thing is just like, bro, people was like, oh my God, KP is injured and he makes a max contract. And I'm like, Michael Porter Jr. is just as injured, misses just, missed just as many games and is averaging 14 points in the playoffs and makes the same money tall man is. And it's just fine. No one is like, that was a bad idea. And we were ready to lynch KP because he averaged 14 points against the Clippers. And it's just like, man, I, I don't... It's expectations, though. I, I think it's just such an un unfair comparison, like, because Porzingis I, at the time just, when he, but, but he was I, supposed to be the two. I agree we with didn't you. Have, but, and especially but, since in that series, who Brunson wasn't really... Like, we had no... Like, Tim was the guy trying to step yeah, up. Yeah, I agree, I agree with you, but the point I'm trying to make is... At what point do we, when we discuss this shit, do we just accept these guys for what they are instead of what we want them to be and let what we want them to be as opposed to what they are shape how we evaluate players? Like, th this is the thing that bothers me. Like, bro, he don't make more money than Tall Man. So does Tall Man stink because he didn't meet the expectations of a, of a second option on a max contract? No. That's the thing. People talk about Tall Man like he ain't shit. And that, as someone who was wanted him not to be here, like, bro, he don't stink, man. That's a good basketball player. He is. He is. I don't even necessarily know how overpaid he is anymore. And I think he's about to get another bag. And that's, like, when it comes to a lot of these guys, it ain't just Tall Man, Bam Adebayo, Anthony Davis, all these dudes. These dudes are good fucking basketball players. They're just not number twos offensively. You know what I'm saying? But they are they're good basketball players, but because they can't fucking beat one-man defenses and score 30, it's like, oh, bam, ain't shit. Scam out of bio. Anthony Davis, is he going to show up every single game? Like, bro, it's, if, if they can play the defense they play and fucking anchor a defense the way they have are being tasked with, they're fucking one of the that's the like the best players in the history of basketball do that. You basically mad at Anthony Davis and Bam Adebayo for not being some of the best players in the history of the NBA because there's only been like a handful of dudes that can do it on both ends like that, especially when we talking about bigs. And I don't know, I, I I'm kind of rambling, but I just really hate the way we talk about these dudes nowadays, it's especially throughout the playoffs. And I'm not like an Anthony Davis fan or even a Bam fan, but it's just weird that people be like, love Michael Porter Jr. when he makes roughly the same amount of money as them dudes and like, it's okay. And that's just no problem. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm, it's just a random complaint that I have that I see on the timeline.
and I'm not even hating on Michael Porter Jr. Shout out to him because he he could have complained. He could have went and tried to go somewhere else to get more shots. He's like, you know what? Let me get this championship, and I'm already getting the max. So salute to him for taking the challenge to get better, to do what his team needs when some dudes never can wrap their brain around that. But I just – I don't know, man. I don't like how we talk down on really good players. And I know some of Anthony Davis's shit is because he's a Laker. If he didn't play for the Lakers, no one would maybe the energy would be different. Am I am I crazy feeling this way? Like do 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 Bam and A D get unfairly picked on because of their offensive limitations? I mean It's tough, right? Because at the same time, they're expected to be the number two offensive option. And when they're not living up to that, I think it's um, it's a tough situation. You know what I'm saying? It's a really tough situation. So I think that it's, it's a little hard um, when you think about you think about them not playing up to it. Like, it's it's rough watching. It's like your team needs you, and they're breaking everything. Um, but at the same time, like you said, they don't stink, right? And it's, I think the part of, another part of it, too, that we're, it's, I don't want to say downplaying, but we're not probably considering is the fact that the money that they're getting, too. It's like, okay, you're getting all this money to be, yes, an offensive option and a defensive option. Um, and if they're not like quote unquote fully living up to that, you know, I can see how people, you know, get upset by that. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, that's that's why I, I mean, those two guys. I mean, I've always, you know, liked AD. I think when he's, you know, and it, my issue with AD is that, and even Bam is that they disappear. Like it's one thing to miss shots and all that, but you can't disappear. So I think. Um, just disappearing like that's that's also an issue that they need to fix that's why i'm having that issue with jimmy like i feel like you have to go out on your sword at the end of the day if you're like a a a star and your team is not doing well you have to take that mantle and sometimes they could like not touch that and then in 80s case i know and even some of bam's cases that um more so 80s that um they just don't get the ball but they don't assert themselves. They don't assert themselves, you know, so. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think it's more AD, more so than Bam. Like, I never was an AD fan like that. But this year was the year I was like, hey, man, this is generational defense, any average in 23. But motherfuckers talking about him like he stink. And it's just like, fam, I'd, I'd kill somebody to get what playoff AD was in Dallas. I really would. I really would. And like Bam, I think Bam averaged what like thirteen in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's different than averaging twenty three. You feel me? So I can kind of get it with Bam, but I don't know, man. I just, especially when I see it from Mavs fans, because our team is so bad. And well, I ain't gonna say our team is so bad. I just think our team is like need so many players it's like fam I, I hate to say it some of these players y'all saying ain't that good like they would help our team a lot and make our team a lot better um shit man I, 
I hate to admit, uh, I hate to get off topic, but like the people who want like 16, 17 million dollars in cap space over like D'Angelo Russell, Jerry Vanderbilt in the first round pick, y'all are delusional. <laughs> like y'all are delusional. D'Angelo Russell is better than us alone. It's fucking Jared Vanderbilt, if he's an unrestricted free agent, is probably going to make like $16, 17000000 million. And people are turning their fucking nose up like that. He's not making six. Stop it. Jared Vanderbilt not making $17 million. He would make close to it. How much do you think he's going to make? I think he made like fourteen. Like okay. think about it. He cool. reminded me hey, of like okay. Dylan hey, Brooks hey, with how hey, you remember hey, how Dylan hey. Brooks got read? Yeah. Hey, cool. Fourteen million. So we are turning our nose up at basically getting a the equivalent of a fourteen million dollar player in a first round pick in D'Angelo Russell versus just getting seventeen million dollars a player. Like don't I'm sorry, that sounds fucking crazy. It it does, SJ. I know people don't like D'Angelo Russell, but... I don't like D'Angelo. I don't either. I think when we did our list, he was number two with his whole-ass ex-teammate. To, and low-key, he was probably number one. I just... Now that his whole-ass ex-teammate has gotten a fight with another teammate, I just don't see how Rudy can't be number one. Like He's just got to be number one. So I don't like D'Angelo Russell either. I don't like his game. But at the same time, just because I don't like his game, I don't think he's some useless fucking basketball player. Like, he ain't a playoff player, but I don't think he's going to make high-level playoff player money. Paying D'Angelo Russell, like, $20, $22 million a year, which is what I think he's going to get, I don't think that's like you setting your fucking cap space or poor roster management. But that was a total pivot from could tall man be the third option. So let's get back on. Let's get back on track with the Mavs. Um, draft shit. So, has anything come out in the draft or dudes rising or falling that's caught your eye or you heard anything about what they're going to do that has changed your opinion? Or intrigued no. you of late, I should say. Um, No, it's just, I feel like... um. We're assume like at this point we're at the point where assume we're assuming and even in our mock drafts like us included, we're assuming one of um Hendricks and or uh Walker or even you know Black, uh, include back there is gonna you know fall to us um with you know Case and Wallace being a strong riser but um I know in the mock draft the was it the ESPN one that had or Draft Express I can't remember that had him at like 17 he's not falling that far case one is not falling to the lakers and so of course it was conveniently the lakers pick right. um he's not falling that far um to 17 no way um so yeah we can just get that straight um <laughs> but people think at the end of the day people think he can also jump into that top 10 so if he does you know that's also a strong chance that um we get him or we get one of those, you know, options that I um mentioned just now. But yeah, I just I I Jarris Walker, I know a lot of us are keeping an eye in, on him thinking that he could follow us. I know I said Hendrix is definitely a riser and won't be there to us, 
But Jairus Walker, definitely. Like, I just don't see a world. Like, if I know Indiana wanted to package their picks to move up and stuff. And, I mean, this is all. Listen, a lot can change depending on the movement in the top 10. Right now, like, we're all, you know, making our projections based on the order that's there at the same time, too. Um, Not just best player available, but, you know, fit with certain teams. Like, there could be a lot of movement. There could be movement. A lot of these teams, a lot of the teams in the top 10 have multiple picks, actually. Um, The Jazz have multiple picks. Um, Pacers have multiple picks. Do the Rockets have multiple picks? I know the Rockets were talking about trading, trading up, trading back, all that. Uh, I don't I don't think they got multiple picks. Oh, but they, uh, they, they do. They do. They do. They do. They do. Yeah. They, they, the got, they got one in. I'm not one in. They got four and 20. Mm-hmm. Rockets got multiple picks. Yeah. Um, So I think, um, I think they Detroit, got a really, really high second. I think they might have. I think Detroit got a high second. So that's like, but, you know, I think Detroit got like 31. So Detroit um is there. And who else? Whatever, but the the point is that a uh, lot of teams got multiple Blazers, picks. The Blazers got multiple picks. The Blazers, yeah. So my point is, a lot of teams in the top ten got multiple picks. So there could be a lot of movement, like in terms of trading up, back, all that. I, I hate cutting you off to do this. Mm-hmm. I cut you off to emphasize your point, but just looking at it, I think one, two, three, four, five. Half the teams in the top ten have multiple first round picks actually it might be one more than that but those are i know for a fact portland has multiple first round picks i know houston has multiple first round picks i know indiana has multiple first round picks i know orlando has multiple first round picks and i know utah has multiple first round picks uh yep i'm sorry it is six because charlotte also has an extra first round pick and that's it so 60 percent of the top 10 has a uh, multiple first round picks. I didn't mean to cut you off, but that was a really good point you made. Oh no. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even realize until I was thinking about it. Like I was like, okay, Indiana. Yeah. yeah a lot of teams. Yeah. So they, there could be a lot of um, movement. You know, we see a lot of trading up, trading down, um, especially depending on who's left on the board, all that. So my point is, Depending on Indiana, like, if they're afraid, Jairus won't even make it to seven. Like, if they hear about Orlando, I feel like they could package to move up a little um, to get to Jairus. I, I just, I don't know why. I just think he's probably one of their, you know, given their range, he's probably one of their top prospects. Like, I know the Thompson twins are there and all that, but um, I just like that fit, like, in the sense that they were looking for a four. They had been looking for a four for a while. Um, and you have one that's like coming in that could you know help with your re- rebuild and he could play like he could play now too he could play now it's not like he won't be like he obviously he won't be like the player you're trying you're projecting you know in year one um but i do think he can come into the nba and give productive minutes you know even if it's as an energy guy do you think so or do you see him as like a project type that really is you, just really you rough about, and rough? You talking about Jairus? Yeah, Jairus. No, nah, Jairus is coming to the league. I think the floor is like energy big who can play on Right, yeah. And like there is some playmaking chops there. And 
he's young. I know he don't look like it. I know he don't got the body of a 18, 19 year old, but nah, man, like, nah, his floor, he will be a plus defender mm-hmm. as a rookie. And I don't think that's easy to do for a big, but I think he, I think him, Hendricks, them, I mean, them, the main two I look at that are the bigs, like them dudes, I don't know if they're going to be what they're going to fully actualize into, but them boys going to be able to guard. They'll be a positive. They'll be a plus defensively from day one, just off physical presence and energy. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. So my point being with all that is that, yeah, I don't think Jairus is going to fall. To, like, like I think everyone's thinking one of not to say he will fall, but I don't see him being a fault. Like I, I do think we always see somebody fall. We always see somebody fall um, on draft. So somebody who we think is going to go high is going to fall. That's just going to happen. And I mean, I've been saying I think it's one of the Thompson twins. I was, um, I was about to agree with you. Well, I was going to say, yeah. it too, but you beat me to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's who I've been thinking from. Yeah, you know, I think I texted you about it too. Like that's who I've been thinking about. Like who's going to fall? Like it always happens, just every year. <laughs> you see somebody because I'm just thinking about fit wise. You know, and usually it's due to fit. Why we see guys, you know, falling where a team overthinks something, um, or not necessarily overthinks, but they think they have a better option, um, like. Detroit, like I just can't see Cam Whitmore, for example, going past Detroit. Not me either. I will. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, they well, prefer uh, Assar that uh, that much. The, the, my dad, crack, bro. My dad has told me things the Pistons gonna do for like a two years straight, and he was so wrong my entire life about predict, like finding good news sources. But man, he ain't missed in a minute here, so I don't know. He think they gonna take Jarris. He think they gonna take Jarris. That's, that's interesting. And ooh, I feel like they gotta come up off one of them bigs. You can't be holding bigs like that. I'll get mad. I mean, and here's the thing. They, they I can't I can't them. say here's the thing. They have a track record of power forwards, which is why I this doesn't sound too crazy to me. This is why yeah. this like as much as I say I can't see can win more falling past it. Like, this also doesn't sound too crazy to me. No, nah, because the thing is... They love like, bigs, bro. They love power forwards over there. And none of them dudes is really that good, respectfully. Like, Duren is a keeper, but every other big they got has a talent, but they ain't really that good. And, yeah, exactly. Like, but they still got to come up off it to avoid... Oh, no, they can... That's fine. Sure. Yeah. Hey, you, you want Marvin Bagley for free? Take them if you don't want them. Hey, we just let them ride on the bench. Um, what's what's my man Jamaican Beef cat? Stew. Beef stew. They like him, sure. Uh, they they'll probably keep him because he cheap. But when it's time to pay him, they let you have him for little to nothing. They trying to win, and I like I think Jess Walker might be better than all them dudes right now. Like just right yeah, now, except for Jared um, Duran. Yeah, I think he's well, yeah. Probably... What I'm saying, I think. Well, okay, I gotta give guys in the league. I always say I gotta give guys in the league respect. So fine, but um, still, still, he can come in and be very productive. Is the point? Yeah, and I can yeah. see that. I can like, see that. And and then you think about like they they still don't need shooting, but this is why they are not trading Bojan, even though no one believes it. So it's just you you think about a season on the you know the GM job on the line you got Jalen Duran you got Jairus Walker you got Boyan and then you got Cade and my man uh Ivy. Ivy and then you go get you sign you a solid vet 
like the dude, they ain't got to make the playoffs next year. They just have to show progress. They got to kind of be what the Orlando Magic did. Now, it sounds like something they could do with that lineup. So, I don't think mm-hmm. I've given – man, I ain't going to hold you. I, I hit the pin before we did this. So I know I'm all over the place. So, the point I'm trying to make is that you're right again. I'm just stepping all over your points. I don't think Jairus or Taylor getting the 10. We need to give that dream up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's interesting. I mean, we'll see if 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 it's Cam. We got to take Cam and run. I don't care if he's not gonna be because that that's the thing. I think Cam will be solid, but he won't be crazy his first year. I don't think. You say Cam? Oh, um, yeah. No, nah, he gonna have to play. Why? Well, I... I don't think he's gonna be crazy his first year. Nah, I don't either. He been mocked to uh, Indiana a lot. Mm-hmm, I've seen he, that a lot too. If he plays with somebody that can pass like that, um, pass like if he plays with somebody like he can't really play make. So if someone yeah he can put him in a situation where he's just attacking off downhill and closeouts, he gets to do the role player shit his first year. I think he'll be good. But if he put in a situation where it's like, hey, go give me a bucket, young fellow, nah, that might be good for his development, but that's not going to be good in context. Good as far as translating to winning his first year, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's, I'm just intrigued to see how it shakes out and who's there for us because, like, somebody's falling, like I said. Yeah. like, And I'm, I'm curious to see what, you know, Orlando's going to do because if, if – let's say, yeah, Detroit takes Jairus. Um, and let's say Amon is off the board already to, um, you know, the Rockets. Like, where are you going now? <laughs> um, yeah. If you're Orlando, um, are you going to go um, as Thompson twin um, in, in Asar? Are you going to go Cam at that point? If I think, listen. I think Cam would look nice in Orlando. I was just about to say, I'm oh, taking Cam, man. I'm taking Cam, I'm taking and I'm Cam. not worried. I like Taylor yeah. Hendricks. I'll be honest, I'll take Cam over Taylor Hendricks for the Mavs, even though we probably need what yeah. we need what Taylor is more. I just, I like Cam Whitmore when he's not put in a position to dribble. Like, just a, not, I won't say dribble, but create off the bounce. You just put him in plus situations and let him get downhill and be a plus athlete and dunk on dudes. Yeah. Um, but I mean it's interesting. Um then I think Ant Black is probably gonna be the faller all things considered. I think so. Um if you're asking me out of Hendrix, Walker and Ant Black, then yeah. And black. black out of those out of the group because i know like i was saying indiana wants to not indiana but um like uh wizards want to guard and i could honestly see the wizards taking case and before they take um i I know i mocked and black to them but i feel like i could see a world where they pass on him and they draft like they they are the team that takes case and Man, I, I don't, I'm gonna keep it real, man. I don't even know. I don't know what she's gonna do because I don't even think they hired old buddy, who then hired Travis Slink, and I just can't see a team that has Travis Slink involved drafting a dude who can't shoot or exactly. projects as a shooter. So, like, I thought they were taking Anthony Black, but now that with the hires they've made. 
I just you basically gotta look at how Atlanta drafted and I, I just don't see like I think they take case on before they take black and I'll be honest I like Anthony Black but I don't like him for the Mavs I don't I don't I don't care what happens with Kyrie I don't want Anthony Black on the Mavs it just I don't think that's his I don't think that's gonna work out I mean I wouldn't I would hope he's not the faller. Um, I mean, I like him. Here's the thing. I do like him, but I, I like him for our bench. And it'd be sad if we're picking, like, at least some of these other guys. They could, even if they're not starting day one, they could start. And Black, he, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's really a bench guy for us, if that. Just because he's, um, if he, especially if the shot, if he's not gonna, if the shot doesn't come around to where it's, like, great. And yeah, he's not gonna um it's not gonna work out in that sense. Um and I was like, Oh, if we draft him black because I was high in him, so I was like, Oh trade hardy if we draft no, we're not gonna do that. Um, so yeah. Yeah, um Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah, if Anthony Black is the one that drops, that fucking stinks. Like I got a question for you. We just rambling now. You know what I want them to do if it's like Anthony Black there? Like, if you look at the history of like the 10th through 13th pick, it's hard to trade that plus neutral salary for like a good player. But a team will fucking give you three first round draft picks for that shit in a heartbeat. Especially a team that got like a lot of picks, a lot of future picks. So, like, what if the Mavs traded, I don't know, um, at number 10, OKC is just like, you know what? We need to condense some of these picks anyway. We will just give you three future first-round picks or one this year and then two in the future, and we just draft somebody at OKC's pick and two more first-round picks, and that's just it. There's no trade. There's no nothing. On draft night. Well, we don't have to listen. Here's the thing about OKC picks: the picks that they'll likely be trading will be their own. I think will be yeah them twenty or maybe even them twenty twenty four. We if we're doing that, we gotta be there. Has a trade has to be happening? Um, in the sense that we're moving those picks ASAP too. Yeah. Because them OKC pick them twenty twenty four picks. They're not gonna be. No, they're not going to be that great in in the sense that if we're thinking about um, actually using those picks in future drafts, no, we got to move them shits out. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the thing about picks. Um, when you get picks, like it's okay to keep some of them to draft, but you got to move them at the same time too to get what you need. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't have to be the two picks all at once in some mega deal. You know what I'm saying? You move one at a time. That's what I'm saying. If you look at all of these contenders, they move first. Like, that's why all the top ten got, like, two picks. Because the contenders were moving, you know, picks to get their teams. You know, Denver moved the pick for... Who they moved the pick? They moved them... They moved two picks for Aaron Gordon. You know what I'm saying? Um, They moved up... Did they move a pick for KCP? 
No, I think it was just dudes. It might have been some seconds, but I don't think it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, we know Boston traded a first for Derek White. We know um, uh, Miami didn't do shit. That was the funny part. But they don't have picks. Miami just, I don't know where, Miami just doesn't have picks, but I don't remember the deals where they've lost those picks. Nah, I don't took, know if that's anybody that, else. They took that Jovich dude. They took a dude last, last Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they took a dude last year. But, yeah, somehow... Yeah, the Heat is just like, oh, they can only trade. Like, when we're talking about superstar trades, is somehow the Heat is always a team where it's like, they have limited assets. So I'm like, where are their picks? I don't remember deals when they're using their Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm not paying attention to the Heat, but I don't remember them using all these picks. Hey, I got a question. So, like, <laughs> now that I've broached this topic, so looking at uh, how many picks OKC has, and how much they might really willing to be due. Um, and my sons are going through it. Anyway, what if they just traded, I don't know, the 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 Thunder got four first rounders next year. And I literally don't think they can roster four players next year. So what if the Thunder is just like, man, we'll give you three picks. We'll give you three picks. Uh, we'll give you our own. We'll give you. I don't think they're gonna give us the Rockets. They give us the Clippers and the Jazz's first round picks in twenty four. We'll give you all three for number ten this year. Would you do it? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Wait, say all them like say all that again. So I, I it's uh, they got the Clippers pick. Mm-hmm. They got the their own pick wherever that goes. That's just they pick. Mm-hmm. And then they got the Jazz's pick. They got the Clippers pick unprotected. So you getting wherever the Clippers is ass. Clippers get the number one pick in the draft, and you would get it. They, they, if that happens, OKC gonna get it. You would get their own pick. I think they're gonna be decent next year. It's probably not a lottery pick. And then you get the Jazz's pick. I think the Jazz is gonna be decent next year too. But the Jazz's pick is top ten protected. So I don't know about how the next year's draft is. They say it's ass, so I don't know. But it's it's not great. Um, it's it's like a. It's not great. It's not great. It's like there's really little guys that are projected to have like star upside. Um, just like maybe two or three. Um, guys like projected to have star upside and even then like it's mainly like a role player draft. It's not even like elite role player drafts. It's just like dudes really. It's gonna be one of them draft classes where it's like, ah, oh, there'll probably be one or two guys in there, one, two, three, you know, guys in there, and that's it. That's why I was saying, yeah, if it's OKC, we're doing a trading back, and it's them 20, 24 picks, um, unless it's the Clipper. I mean, the, is it the Clippers? You said it's a 2024 one? Yeah, they got the Clippers 2024 mm-hmm. pick, literally no matter what the Clippers do. So the yeah, Clippers one is interesting. That one is interesting to uh, me. But, the, me but their own is in, their own pick isn't really, honestly. Um, and... The Jazz. The I think jazz the Jazz is going to be, because it's top 10 protected. Yeah. And I think the Jazz is it's top 10 protected for two straight years. And hell, the Jazz. And I think the they're jazz picking did. in the top 10 next year. I'm sorry. I think the Jazz yeah. are picking in the top 10 next year. 
As in they had to tank the pick in the top 10 this year. Literally had to shut it down or else they would have made the play in. But they also, yeah, but that's the thing. They shut it down to make the play. Like, are they really, like, I, I mean, I don't know if they're going to, if they're trying to make a push yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they're buying time, like, waiting, stacking stuff. You know what I'm saying? Some teams, like, they don't push their cards in right away. You know what I'm saying? So they could be good. <laughs> Think but not if they develop. I just think that coach is good, man. Yeah, I think that coach it's is like good. Mark Dana and um, yeah. OKC, yeah. But I mean, I mean, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Again, this is just we're just guessing here. But um, I think I mean, I don't know. I'm just not high on that 2024 class outside of my um guy, but. Would I do that? Um, I don't know. I don't like that. I just don't like saving immediate things for future things like that. But but I always feel like future draft picks have more value than like having to pick somebody right here, right there. That that is true. That is true. But at the same time, it's like it just would hurt if you actually get there now. And then there's nothing to show for it. Especially given that... um, if you're like I said, you're not moving those picks or even one of them for something else. Like if you're just sitting on yeah, th- like or I think, I think I think that will happen before opening night happen though. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the trade theoretically would be, but I'm just I don't know. I'm just bouncing ideas off because I, I don't I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it real with you. I get nervous about trading that I don't know why a team would trade down. Like, why a team would trade up to 10. And any player that I think a team would want to trade up to 10 to get is somebody we would just fucking take. You know what I'm saying? Like, But here's the thing. Here's the thing. The only... um, I saw someone making a point about how trading down never works, and that's true. Usually the team that trades down almost always gets the worst player. So it's like, um, why did you do that? Um, But it works sometimes like memphis and the pelicans uh a couple years ago or a couple seasons maybe two seasons was it last season was that last season or this season what year is trey murphy in but the pelicans traded down yeah they got they traded traded. They, 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 who, who the other dude ain't that good either. zaire zaire he, he was okay his rookie year but then he he had an injury and then he came back and was like mid like but Trey Murphy, yeah. So that's an instance where they traded back because they knew a guy um, that they wanted was going to be at that's at you know pick seventeen, um, and Memphis really wanted um, to pick Zaire for some reason. So um, yeah, I think yeah, they, uh, they, they break that because buddy, if they just took fucking Trey Murphy, how is exactly. this season playing out, bro? We not even want to talk about that, bro. <laughs> Because it would have been great. Let's just put that at, they would have been insane. So let's start there. But yeah, so it's, I mean, again, no one shoots 100%. Memphis has a good track record of drafting. But sometimes, yeah, it happens. But I mean, at the same time, I like this draft, which is why I have, like, haven't hated the idea of trading down. Because I do like a lot of the guys, even after we pick, who are going to be there. But at the same time, I would like to be at 10. So even if you're reaching, just reach. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like this draft is deep enough and guys are good enough where you can take a guy who's maybe predicted to be 14. You can take him at 10. That's what I'm saying. That's why I've been okay with the fact that if, if all our guys are gone, just if you're taking lively, you know, you could just take lively at 10. That's why I haven't like hated that. Oh because I'm gosh. like, I just, that is going to make me nauseous. And I'm going to hate that young man. It's not going to be fair to him. He's going to be good, in, 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 but he needs time to, obviously, as most bigs do, they're going to need their time. That's why when people are like, oh, draft the big, you're, all the bigs that we've talked about that blossom from the draft, they needed, you know, a few seasons to really get their um shit together, basically. So, Lively can't, as much as I would, still would like them, if in that scenario, if no one, if the dudes that you want aren't there to draft Lively, that can't be the plan at center. And I know that's, you know, very... It's hard for me to say that because 10 is an asset that we need for an upgrade. So if you're yeah. getting like a, you know, I don't want to call him a project, but basically if you're he getting like a... He's a project, SJ. He is definitely a project. Okay. If you're if you're getting a project, I'll say, okay. So if you're taking a project, then it's like, okay, you must have something else cooking you know, in the sense of getting other upgrades. But, I mean, that's why I say that we shouldn't have been in the first, here in the first place where we're needing this as a major upgrade you know what i'm saying we're this it's it's kind of um at the same time i don't think it's going to take him like but at the same time as we're saying project i don't think it's going to take him like three four years to get get it together i don't think so ah we'll see man i'm not i mean we'll see but i don't i truly don't think so i'm not all the shooting and the threes and all, I think that's all gas. That's all yeah, just, okay, you know, okay, gas. Okay, okay, I think that's you, all man. gas. I've been feeling like an asshole because I'm like, bro. No, I think that's all gas. We've seen Biggs do that before. That, yeah, I think that's all gas. Yeah, and I can't terms of number one prospect and all that you know. other shit. But, like, dog, this is an example I use because um, my man that does locked on NBA Big Board, um, I like that brother a lot. I like him a lot. Rafael Barlow. He, the the example he uses is when it comes to Bam is like, I guess Bam didn't use none of the short roll juice, dribble the ball up the court shit in Kentucky. And teams, I guess, didn't believe he could do it. And I guess he told Raphael, like, you those teams should have watched my high school tape. And that shit sound good. But like, Pat Bev averaged 30 in high school. Uh, so did Tony Allen. Like and them do them that just ain't they that ain't they ministry. There's never any world where Pat Bev was gonna be a scorer. So I just don't I don't feel comfortable like looking at that and being and making a long term play because of high school things they showed in high school. That don't make me comfortable. Uh, maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe that's changed, but I, I just I'm not comfortable with that. No, I mean that's that's fair. I I think, but um, in the sense that you're not just trusting high school tape and all that, and definitely, yeah, like I said, I think this is gas. Um, but I think defense at the same time, we're not looking. We've said multiple times on this pop, both of us, that a big, especially one that we're drafting, um, you know, not like with the first pick or anything. You're not expecting him to be some offensive juggernaut. So even if the offense is still coming together, as if he's solid defensively, man. You could make it work. Like at the same time, like we talk, we talk about superstars. You know, um, plugging holes, making their teammates better. I believe 
on its own, his offensive game might not be crazy, but Luka can make it better. <laughs> Especially from a standpoint of a big. You know what I'm saying? I think Luka can make that better. It's weird. It's defensively where Luka's probably not making it better. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As a big. So you have to really um be solid and you know, on your own. So I think that can come in time. But that won't it, I don't think I don't see that taking just super long, especially if we support him. You know what I'm saying? In the sense that Tyson, here's a big that might be worth a damn for you to come work out with. Um, and not Moses Brown. You know what I'm saying? So he compared himself to Willie Colley Stein, and I think that just got me in a headlock. That, that's the thing. that means he was locked in enough to like well know who Willie Colley because that, that kid is brilliant. like eighteen. What is he eighteen, nineteen? Mm-hmm. So for him to even watch Willie Galley Stein in Kentucky means he really was like tapped in. I don't know where he's from. Maybe if he's from Kentucky, I feel differently. He'll probably watch Willie Galley Stein film. Anything with Willie Galley Stein, he's just really lazy, bro. He's a lazy guy, and his IQ's um questionable. That's 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 you know that's the issue with that was one or main issues with Willie Galley Stein. Um, but if he can have all the, you know, maybe physical tools and not all that, then damn, that's a good player. That's a good player. There's a world where Willie Cauley-Stein, um, like, like I said, he's not, like, lazy. Willie would have, like, a, a 10-minute stretch every week. And I'd be like, man, that's a good basketball player. Right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's, that's why at one point I was flirting the idea with Willie starting because he was just... He did the best, I mean, he was the best defensive big we had at the time. He was <laughs> definitely the best defensive big. There man. were two. What was it? I want to say it was Rick. Rick's last season, and I think even the start of uh, the Western Conference Finals year, like the team started slow as they always do. They fucking put Willie in the starting lineup, and we immediately went on a winning streak. Like that, that happened twice, if I'm not mistaken. Obviously, because he's Willie Colley Stein, that shit stopped. But I mean, we saw what we saw. Willie can move his feet. Willie can move his feet in space. That is one thing he could do that, like no one could take from him. He couldn't do shit else. So when he won locked in, yeah, that's the thing. If Willie could just finish dunks and not get in the way offensively, yeah. you know, set good screens and not get in the way, he'd be better. But if like I said, if Lively can, that's the thing with a, and here's the thing, I'm not even trying to say it's easy, but, and, you know, obviously bigs nowadays, too, having juice in the short role is um, a good, I wouldn't even say luxury, but, and I won't say it's becoming a requirement. It's like something that most bigs, like you, it, it behooves you to have, you know, at least some sort of decision-making chops on the short role. Or if um, there's two on the ball with your ball handler in that type of situation. So, I, I don't know. I think um, I'd do it. I'd do it. I believe in him. I believe in him at least being a, a comp, one of them comp, like solid-ass bigs where you're like, damn, that's a solid-ass big. Like, I don't want to say just like a, like a Kevon Looney because I feel like that's the name people have always been throwing out. But like, for, for Lively? 
in the not play style, but as a oh, solid man. big, like in care. the sense of like being just a solid big for their team. I'm like, man, he's so much bigger than. than... No, 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 yeah, yeah, no, like being a solid big for their I team. Like, I have faith, like that he can be one of those. You know, like wherever, like wherever the case is, like even not just Kevon Looney, but you see, like even like Mitchell Robinson was a solid big for New York. They're like, yes, he has his flaws. Even Looney has his flaws, all that. But um, and Lavi is going to have his flaws in the league. But holding it down for a team, we're seeing that that's becoming invaluable. It's becoming invaluable. So I think um, if you get one of those, shit, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> that's not a bad, especially if your first options are all gone. You know what I'm saying? And in that trade, you're not getting shit back. I'm sorry. I don't want them to use this pick to move off money. I haven't seen that a lot. Oh, like, no, I'm no. That'd be, that, to, to sign who? Right. To sign <laughs> fucking who? Like, look at this free agent crop. Look at the dudes who can make more money by staying with their team and tell me, who the fuck do you want, Caps? Like, this is why it goes back to D'Angelo Russell and Jared Vanderbilt in a first for Kyrie. And people are like, no, I'd rather have Caps. So sign fucking who? There's no one. There's no one out there. I don't want Fred Van Fleet, low-key, Hemet. That's I ain't talked to you about this yet. Hey, man, Fred ain't that good no more. Am I crazy? And I'm a Fred guy. I am a Fred fan. He made me a lot of money when they won that chip. But, like, he ain't that good. I think he's going to. He's stunk. Uh, here's the thing, because he's stunk to start the year. Like, he was horrible. And then I think he got, like, was it her? I don't know, but it was like after the All Star break, he like was hooping, and then that was just that. Um. So and then the numbers looked. He was like what thirty nine percent from the field, like that looked better than actually what he was. So yeah, no, he. I think the injuries, man, or them knee injuries are no small guards with knee injuries. Absolutely not. He, yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah. So like, and so many people are like, uh, if we don't get. D'Angelo Russell, I'd rather have Fred Van Fleet. I'm like, bro, as a fan of Fred, I know he's not that guy no more. Any older, and like he can't. He's basically spamming pull up threes, and that is pretty much his game. You know what I'm saying? And kind of making these bullshit drives to the basket where he throws some bullshit up and it don't really work out. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. Maybe I, I just. The more, every time I see people say I would prefer cap space in this summer, I'm just like, who the fuck do y'all think is out there? Like, and I'm, I'm, I hate D'Angelo Russell, but I mean, who is going to change teams that's a better guard than D'Angelo Russell this offseason? Uh, you know what? Before we wrap this up, let's look at free agent guards. And let me tell let's find me the one that's more uh, better than D'Angelo Russell that might actually change teams. Okay. And I'm a, I'm on stop me SJ when you get to the guy you think is better than D'Angelo Russell, but also going to change teams. Okay. Okay. Russell Westbrook. James Hart. James. Okay, we got James. I don't think James... But not to the Mavericks, so... Yeah, I don't think James is obtainable. I'm not going to pick Kyrie Irving because that's that's kind of pointless. Mm-hmm. Fred Van Fleet? Okay, I'm going to keep going. I don't think he's better than D'Lo, no. 
Karis LeVert. Okay, I'm going to keep going. Gary Trent Jr. Mm, this, yes, yes, yes. So you're taking Gary Trent Jr. over D'Angelo Russell? Yes. Okay, do you think Gary Trent Jr. would sign with the Mavs for $17 million? Yes. Okay, Gary Trent. Right I do. Back. I actually do. <laughs> I actually do. Okay. Malik I don't think Bain. his market is too high. Like I think that's actually right around his market. That's why. Well, then he ain't going to opt out. <laughs> He's just going to stay where he at. I think his, the last year of his deal was more than that. So I think he would just stay there, wouldn't he? Gary I mean, Trent, if he, if he wants to get a... If he don't like if you don't like what Toronto doing and want long like a longer term security. Yeah, yeah that's true. Because Toronto they were bench. I mean, I know Nick Nurse not there anymore, so it's you know different scenario. But nobody knows what they want to do. Maybe they know internally, but I you know we don't know. We don't know. I don't know. We don't know if they're trying to just run it back, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, he got a. He has a eighteen point five six player option next year. Dog, we getting close to where these dudes gotta opt out. When do we got? What are these deadlines? I have no clue. That 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 rumors just that shit start leaking here. But anyway, okay. Um, yeah, the rest of these dudes just ain't that good. I almost don't want to keep going down the list because the rest of these dudes ain't even like starters. You think Chris Middleton changing teams? Absolutely not. No. Everybody's still one one in there. Like he's it's not like nobody wants they're trying to shop him. No. Like yeah, I, didn't even, I, didn't, I, I, I didn't even read it. Um Malik Beasley. No, he couldn't even play. Yeah. I mean, they literally were on the same team and D'Angelo Russell got to play, but he didn't. Exactly. Derek Rose, no. Will, Will Barton. No, absolutely not. Will Barton, no. Will stinks. He stinks, bro. I mean, Jordan Clarkston? Um, I mean, they're just all in the same boat to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, why? Well, so, I think... Well, I'll take Jordan Clarkson because he'll probably... He'll definitely be cheaper. Yeah. Here's the big one. Josh Hart. Easily. I'm taking Josh Hart. Yeah, but is he obtainable for seven? Oh, no, no, no. He's not. No, he's signing with the. He was. He's signing with the Knicks. He got no reason to leave. But all the times they're trying to give him his money, and he's his friends are in New York. Not even just on his team, but in New York. Yeah, uh, his friends are in New York. His his best fucking friends is on the team, and it's the fucking GM's godson. I, I, I ref- He ain't going nowhere. He actually fits a need too. He fits a need. I'm not even going to waste the time. So basically, of all the free agents, mm-hmm. are you taking Gary Trent Jr. for $17 million over Jared Vanderbilt, D'Angelo Russell making 22 in a first? I mean, no. You sure about that? Because I feel like your opinion is different different than the most than most fans. I mean, here's the thing. I said, I've been saying I don't want to sign and trade, blah, 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 all this. But at this point, there's just so much. I mean, if if you're putting it like that, right, where you're laying it out like that, and this is likely the reality, then I guess I'll, I'll I'm not take trying that to be. I'm not trying to, like, 
Because I think they just going to pay Kyrie like 45 to 50 million. I actually think that's what's going to happen. No, and, I think that's going to happen too. Like, yeah. gonna, like I, but I, at the same time, I've been saying, I don't want to predict what Kyrie's doing. But if I were to, if you had to really ask me, I do think he's coming back. Yeah. Like all things considered. At least for like, he's signing a contract with us and staying for at least a little bit. I, I think Kyrie Irving will be a Maverick on open tonight. And I think Kyrie Irving will be a Maverick past the trade deadline. I ain't got no bets after that. Actually, if you could let me bet the other way, I might take it. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think he's gonna be here. I, I, I just I think they're gonna pay him whatever they need to. Um and that's gonna be that. But all right, man, you are you ready to wrap this up? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, thank y'all for listening. I know we was all over this all over the place on this one, but it was fun as it always is. And we thank y'all for listening, and we will talk to y'all next week. Peace. All right, y'all about to get a bonus segment because this kind of happened while we were recording. Um, Grady Dick was at the Mavs facility. Um, He is doing his TikTok thing. I've kind of hinted around it. Um, You know, last... I guess last pod talking about I think we kind of underrate gumpy looking white dudes because they weird looking white dudes. I don't mind Grady Dick. Like if they took him, I would not be mad. I would not. We I would not be upset. I would not be throwing. And I gotta. I, this is gonna sound crazy. I'm not sure I wouldn't take him over Derek Lively. I think Derek. I think Grady Dick is definitely going to be a competent NBA player. I Derek Lively got bust written all over him for me. But what do you think? I mean, I think he's going to be a player where his floor is at the very least high. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of Franz um, in, the sen- in the sense that, um, not to say he's going to be as good as Franz, um, but you never know. <laughs> you never know. And um, at the very least, he'll be able to shoot it, I think. You know what I mean? I, I don't think that, I, I think his shot is going to be translatable. So listen, if your shot's translatable, you could come play for the team. You can. Um, it's just the defense. We got to see how he holds up for real. Um, I don't think it's gonna be as bad as um, you you may think. But if if it's not shit, then that's a, if he could really shoot like like at the very like even if the shot creation upside isn't like crazy, if he can shoot it, you already replacing a lot of guys on the roster. And to me, he's six eight. Contra- like- yeah, that's what I'm saying. Cheap contract that could replace some of these dudes. Move off of these. You know, that's one thing with Tim where we say, oh yeah, Tim, his value is a little underrated because he has the one skill set that we don't have too much of on the team, which is like volume three point shooting. Uh-huh. Where he's putting up a lot and still and making it, them. And it's not just volume. It don't matter if Tim is open. It's going that's what I'm up. saying. It's movement. It's volume and movement shooters. Yeah, we don't have a lot of movement shooters. That's like Reggie. As good as Reggie is, he's not really a movement shooter. Yeah, Reggie has to be wide open. Exactly. Um. So with Tim, that was and even with Dorian, when Dorian was playing, Dorian was a spot up shooter. Dorian <sighs> could not come off no damn screen. Reggie could at least come off a screen here, here and there, but that's not his um strength. Tim, he could, you know, do a lot. Tim could come off them screens and really put it up. Um, and if Grady, and Grady projects to do that. So if he really, if that really translates, then hey, that's, listen, now you can move, I mean, if you haven't already, now you can move Tim for a bag of chips. 
Mm-hmm. We're, not, we're not really a bag of chips, but you know what I'm saying. You could get off that money if if that's really your goal to really get money and all that. Mm-hmm. Now you could get off that money and maybe do some other things. So I mean, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it either. Again, first choice would be one of them. You know, Hendrix, Walker, all that. But they're not there, and Grady is because I can. I've seen is Grady much higher than ten, right? I've seen him. I mean, he's pretty much. I feel like nine point something is where he's mocked. They got him. Right. A lot of places have us have him going to us. A lot of people have him going to the Jazz. But I think right, his yeah. I think his floor is eleven to the Magic. And Loki, shit, I think the Magic would give you something like just to lock him up. Like I don't think they take. I don't think the Magic gonna take him at six. But I, I, but they are running to the podium to take him at at eleven. No, the Magic got eleven. Yeah, they got eleven. Yeah, they got eleven. It's Thunder got twelve. Okay. Um, And then I think it's the. I I don't. I think Raptors at thirteen. I I think Grady Dick's floor is eleven unless he hurts himself (laughs) in between now and the draft. That is his absolute floor. So yeah, I see that too. And I don't. And even let's say the Magic do pass up on him, I think the Thunder are definitely taking him. Yeah, like he shoots. He's the best shooter in the draft. Yeah, he's, he's the best shooter in the draft. He's yeah, six eight. And like even, and I hate doing this. I hate comparing dudes of the same race just because they dudes of the same race. But like, shout out to Duncan Robinson, Shane Hafford, mixing dudes up off the dribble in the playoffs. Shout out to him. Um. I, I just, I like, I, I, fuck it. I like Grady Dick. I'm sorry. I like him as a player. I like him as a prospect. Not even just that. Um, quiet is kept. Grady Dick kind of reminds me a little bit. Not not play style wise. I won't even say play, but kind of play style wise. And again, they have the same complexion, so you might think it's lazy. But no, really. I just I hate doing that so bad. I know, hey, but finish, but, you, finish you, finish you. But, my bad. But Corey Kispert, right? Mm-hmm. As hard as Corey Kispert had a very good season this year, <laughs> especially as a shooter, Corey Kispert was the issue forty percent. Let me go. Corey Kispert, or maybe close to forty. I just remember him being very solid as like a shooter, and he was a guy that um yeah, he was he, the best shooter he, in his draft. He, uh, let's see, nah, man. SJ, SJ, he shot like. 50% from the field and 42% from three. Oh, excuse me. Yes, I, I need to remember yes. that correctly. Oh, okay, so oh, oh, knew... And this shit was on volume. This was not. Okay, okay. 28, I knew... 28 minutes a night. He played seven okay. games. He was ooh, Okay, man. okay, okay. Okay, I knew I didn't remember that incorrectly. Okay, yeah. so clearly I remember that correctly. So, yes, he had a very good year this year. And even if he's that, and I think Corey Kispert is getting better. Like, I don't think this is just it for him. I think he had room to grow. As much as he was good, he had room to go. And if you're giving me decent PPG on 50-40, you know, good shooting splits to win the free throw, then, hey, yeah. I'll take that any day on my team. You know what I'm, I'm saying? With, I'm, I, with, I'm with, you know what, Loki. I just talked like talk, You didn't talk me into it too, goddamn. <laughs> I was talking you like didn't talk me into it because I was already. I felt like so many people are so, and it's so funny because it's white dudes. It's all the white people. I don't know what it, white people are so hard on white hoopers. Like I don't know what it is. Like they just do not want Grady Dick. It was white a white dude that was so passionate against uh Walker Kessler. Bomani Jones made a had a segment on his pod about why white dudes are so hard on white hoopers. I don't know what it is. 
But I like Grady Dick. Uh, I think Shad, Shad, when he went on recent Dibs podcast, when he went on Mavs Outsider, he was at the fucking draft. And he was like, I want the Mavs to draft Grady Dick. I think he's a good dude. I think he's a good player. Like, it's funny. The brothers is capable of Grady Dick. <laughs> No, it's fun. Like I mean, now that I'm saying it out loud, it's so funny that we all are like, we all like, hey, Grady Dick wouldn't be that bad. I'm just saying, if if Hendrix and Walker is there, I'm taking him over Derek Lively. I'm sorry, I am because I I mean, I am. I would, I would, but in my scenario, I I thought he would have been already gone, like for the guys. Because I mocked him to the Jazz. I had the Jazz taking him. I'm for taking that him over Anthony Black. But if he is there, I'm taking him over Anthony. I, but that's the thing. I I'm taking him over Kane Sound Wallace. I think a lot of teams are taking him over Anthony Black, though. I do yeah. think he should do that. So that's yeah. why I see Anthony Black being the faller. Um, Because I could see a team drafting him over Anthony Black. I do. So that's why, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. I wouldn't What's be that? not a greedy dick at all. Like, I Me just either. Me either. Like, I'm, I, feel, I feel like it's like taboo to say that out loud like i don't even want to like become a grady dick stand but i will say i'm gonna be checking for his career no matter where he at just because i feel like people kind of been hating on him but it's so funny i think he's going he might have a Corey. i think he's gonna have a Corey kispert arc i mean he's bigger than him and that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying he's bigger than him at six he he athletic and he like Corey kispert was like 23 when he got to the league or turn 23 his rookie year. Grady Dick is a kid. I don't think he can drink legally. He, he fucking just want to make turn TikToks and turn backflips. And somebody need to... Luca. I feel like that dude is going to be good for a locker room. He's just a goofy cat that's just out there to hoop. You need that sometime, as long as he out there putting in the work. But anyway, let's wrap this up. We had our little... <laughs> we had to give y'all a bonus Grady Dick five-minute conversation. But we holla at y'all. Um next week. Peace.